0: Hello and welcome to Queen V, The Life of Queen Victoria. My name is Donnie Hazel and I am your host. If you wish to support this podcast, there will be a link provided for you in the show details and it will be very much appreciated as it goes to help support the cost of maintaining the podcast and our website. With that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Queen V, The Life of of Queen Victoria Victoria mourns her mother while Albert is tormented by Bertie
1: The
2: grieving Queen needs the support of her family and whilst Helena is a willing help to her parents Bertie, the Prince of Wales would sooner be anywhere else than at home This really is excessive. I cannot tolerate so much show of grief.
0: But, Bertie, Mama really does feel a huge loss. So do we all.
2: But it will mean months of doom and gloom.
0: You won't be here, will you? You'll get away just as soon as you can. I
2: certainly will, my dear Helena.
0: I wish I was free to... No. I am sorry for Mama. And she will need our love and support. This has been the worst time of my life. Relieved only by the knowledge that dearest Mama loved me. I have found little books with the accounts of my babyhood, and they show such unbounded tenderness. I feel we must rest. Albert is increasingly tired, overwhelmed by his task as sole executor to Mama's estate. A spring holiday at our beloved Osborne will restore our health And perhaps, our spirits. (sighs) I haven't the heart to play. Nor should I. It is not appropriate.
1: It is nearly three months, my dearest.
0: And we will mourn for three more, at the very least. I am concerned about the children. They must observe this time of grief.
1: And yet... I must take up my public duties. My dearest, I am not well. The Chelsea Flower Show is not an occasion that I would wish. To.
0: It is for this year only, my dear. You must understand. Oh, I do. Protocol does not allow. Oh, I can see you are pale. Quite wasted away. We must make sure that you rest. After tomorrow, there will be a respite. Thank God. I will leave you in peace, my beloved. I cannot have my husband in such distress. I
1: am ill, feverish, with pains in my limbs, and feel very
2: miserable. And whilst the Queen continues to mourn, poor sick Albert fulfils his public duties. And it is to him that concerned friends report the antics of the Prince of Wales.
1: My dear Bertie, you have become the talk and ridicule of the idle and profligate. I gather this actress, Nellie Clifton, frequents the lowest dance halls in London and already goes by the nickname the Princess of Wales. She will probably have a child of which you would be the reputed father. If you were to try to deny it, she can drag you into a court of law to force you to own it. And there, with you in the witness box, she will be able to give before a greedy multitude disgusting details of your profligacy for the sake of convincing the jewellery, yourself cross-examined by a railing, indecent attorney, and hooted and yelled at by a lawless mob. Oh, horrible prospect! which this person has in her power any day to realize and break your poor parents' hearts. I have not yet sent the letter to Bertie, but I shall give it to him presently so that he may study it at length.
0: You must tell me what he has done. I
1: cannot. It would destroy any love you have for the scoundrel.
0: Dearest Albert, you must not distress yourself so. I won't ask any more. I can see the pain it is causing you. We have tolerated Bertie's antics for long enough. No doubt this latest scandal involves yet another woman. Or is it fraud or some such... It is not fraud. We cannot waste another minute. He must marry Alexandra as soon as possible.
1: (sighs) I will go and see him. There you are, ignoble creature. Oh, good shot! Come here, sir! At once! Papa! What are you doing here? And it's such inclement weather. I have come to see you, Bertie. Let us at least shelter from this torrent. We're all soaked to the skin. You don't mean to join us, do you, Papa? I have more pressing business. An anger that will not let me sleep. It makes me feel so Wretched.
2: And am I the cause of
1: this? You know full well that you are. Take this letter. It describes my disgust at your behaviour. I have managed thus far to keep the truth from your mother.
2: I think I know what this is about.
1: Well, there is some sort of conscience lurking there, then. And so there should be. This Nellie Clifton, this so-called actress. How many others, I wonder? None, sir, I promise. We've heard your promises before. Empty. Every one of them.
2: Oh, Papa, I did not mean to cause you such distress. I allowed myself to be led
1: astray. Allowed! When you have been brought up to obey the strictest moral code. Bertie!
0: You are making me ill! You're destroying me! 7th of December, 1861. I went to my room... And cried dreadfully, and felt as if my heart must break. Oh, such agony has exceeded all my grief this year. Oh God, help and protect him. I seem to live in a dreadful dream. My angel lay on the bed in the bedroom, and I sat by him, watching him, and the tears... Fell fast. Saw Sir James and Dr. Jenner talked over what could have caused this. Great worry and far too hard work for long. That must be stopped. The 9th of December, 1861. He wanders frequently. And they say it is of no consequence, though very distressing... For it is unlike my own angel. He was so kind, calling me Gutes Weichen, excellent little wife, and liking me holding his dear hand. Oh, it is an anxious, anxious time, but God will help us through it. The 13th of December, 1861. Found him very quiet and comfortably warm, And so dear and kind. He kissed me so affectionately. And so completely like himself. And I held his dear hands between mine. They gave him brandy every half hour.
2: Oh, Mama. Perhaps I should not be here. My presence
0: upsets Papa. We must all stay. My darling. We're all
1: here.
0: Let me kiss him too. Alice, now you. We must not tire him.
2: He is already asleep.
0: The 14th of December, 1861. I left the room for a moment and sat down on the floor in utter despair. Attempts at consolation from others only made me worse. Alice told me to come in. And I took his dear left hand, which was already cold, though the breathing was quite gentle. And I knelt down by him. Alice was on the other side, Bertie, Helena, kneeling at the foot of the bed. Two, three long but perfectly gentle breaths were drawn, the hand clasping mine, and all, all was over. I stood up, kissed his dear heavenly forehead, and called out in a bitter and agonizing cry. Oh, my dear darling.
2: The Queen mourned. Oh, how she mourned. Shut herself away and mourned. From December 1861 to December 1862, and well into the spring of the following year.
0: The 24th of April, 1863. My dear Mr. Disraeli, The Queen cannot resist from expressing personally to Mr. Disraeli her deep gratification at the tribute he paid to her adored, beloved, and great husband in relation to the proposed Albert Memorial. The perusal of it made her shed many tears, but it was very soothing to her broken heart to see such true appreciation of that spotless and unequalled character. THE 24TH OF FEBRUARY 1865 My dear Uncle Leopold We had snow and frost And now complete thaw And today Pouring rain Which has made sad old Windsor Look gloomier than ever But it is full of precious recollections Dear beyond measure I continue to ride daily on my pony and have now appointed that excellent Highland servant, John Brown, to attend me always and everywhere out of doors, whether riding or driving or on foot. And it is a real comfort, for he is so devoted to me, so simple, intelligent, so unlike an ordinary servant, and so cheerful and attentive. Oh, Life goes on. Young people are happy. And I, at forty-five and a half, look at life as ended. Last Friday was our dear wedding day. We will always be as happy as this. I am quite dizzy with love. I endeavour to fill my duties. But oh, how arduous they are and lonely without my beloved by my side but I am touched by the joy and emotion with which the people greet their poor, widowed queen. I long for quiet and peace and to be enabled to dwell on the blessed future. I kneel by that bed where he left us, decked with flowers, and pray earnestly to be enabled to be courageous, patient and calm and to be guided by my darling to do what he would wish and then a calm seems to come over me a certainty my anguish is seen and heard and not in vain and I feel lifted above this miserable earth of sorrows oh and now I must and do look ever back with gratitude unbounded on that blessed time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Queen Bee, The Life of Queen Victoria. Remember, if you would like to support this podcast, you can look in the show description notes to find a link. Thank you and have a great day.